Welcome to Boy Problems Podcast, hosted by three friends who were brought together by their heroin-addicted partners. We became each other's biggest support through some of life's toughest times. We're not licensed professionals, and nothing in this conversation is professional advice. But we hope our stories offer a glimpse into how these issues weave into our everyday lives. You're not alone. We can all get through it together. Uh, Welcome to Boy Problems Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about family dynamics, um, how our partner's addiction and recovery um, plays into not only our own families, but the dynamics with uh, like our in-laws and our, you know, parents or siblings, Um, you know, it obviously goes on beyond just the walls of our household. And so how does that affect family in a a bigger sense. So who wants to start off? Talk mm. about their families. You. Well, I guess, <laughs> yeah. Maybe, Maybe we you, can. You have an interesting um, comparison between your family and your and Steve's family. Yes. Yeah. So my, I didn't tell my my family until like seven or eight months of into Steve's recovery. Uh, But my in-laws knew what was going on. And so they were relatively active in his recovery. So they would come with me. My mother-in-law and sister-in-law would come with me to the family support group. And we, um, you know, that was really nice and it was wonderful of them because they got the education in it. Uh, but it was difficult for me to say anything bad about Steve because that's their kid, their brother, and they didn't know anything that was going on. So it was hard for them. You know, I didn't want to share everything. Like yeah. they, they knew he was obviously in recovery, but they didn't know what had happened before that is what you're saying. Right. Yeah. The years of, I mean, everything kind of started to make sense and like, you know, stuff was coming out about him, you know, stealing stuff and all that, but you know, they didn't know like how mean he was to me or, um, anything like that. Like they came to the hospital a couple of times when we thought it was like, well, they said it was a suicide attempt, but it wasn't, it was just a massive overdose and, uh, the other time in the hospital. So, so yeah. So why didn't you tell them? Do you think? didn't tell them that it well I didn't just know like, else oh okay but then afterwards like there's there's something that like kept you from just telling them kind of how you were impacted by it uh, I didn't want them to think bad mm-hmm. about Steve um, I also didn't think that was gonna help anything mm-hmm. like I mean you know I said he was a jerk and you know, he took money but going into the details of everything never uh, you know to trash his name Mm -hmm. didn't really make didn't I didn't think it was gonna make me feel any better which I don't think it would have so I wanted to protect them too yeah yeah well I remember when they when you guys first came the three of you and I think you know his mom definitely was very protective of Steve Mm -hmm. and his sister you know like kind of held him in this like light where she really looked up to him and so um not that they were being like trying to be naive to the fact that 
he had a drug problem. I think once it came out, they, you know, were like, okay, we, we get this, but they, it was hard for them to reconcile like the person that they thought like their son and brother in one way. And now learning like these new things about him, um, which I remember kind of put you in a little bit of a awkward position, you know, you, cause you were coming to that group for support and wanting to share things, but then it kind of would be a little bit awkward if, you know, that came out. So I thought it was a good idea. What, what point was it that you, you guys agreed to start like alternating and how did that come about? I think someone in group, I, th- I think well, maybe one of you, mm. um, because I had told you that it's awkward with mm. them in the beginning that it was awkward. And I think one of you had mentioned like, Oh, something. And so it clicked with my mother-in-law that, Oh yeah, we'll come every other. And, and she was always asking like, if you have something to share this week, we don't have to come down because they would drive um, an hour to go to the meeting yeah. every, every week. So they, they were always very sweet about and mindful of it. But I, I re- vividly remember this one time I was saying, telling a story. I don't know if you guys were there, um, but I was telling a story and my mother-in-law like contradicted my story or kind of like said like my story like wasn't right or something like that or, or came to his defense mm. in my story. Like I was saying like, Steve's a jerk. And then she, she shared like, oh no, like something like that. And it was just really funny as to like, that's just, obviously that's her son. Like she loves him. Yeah. 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 Well, and they weren't in the day to day. So no, no. And you know, I've, it's interesting to me now that my mother-in-law Um, and sister-in-law they still haven't told anybody and so we're going on almost five years now and still none of none of the family knows none of like her best friend that she's had they live lived across the street since forever um and they still live in the same small little town uh she still does not know um it's never come up in a conversation like you know, we had our first kid when everything was going down. So like Steve just stopped drinking. And so I think people attribute that to had a kid. So he just kind of grew up and stopped. And so no one's really pushed him on like, Hey, you want to drink, drink, drink or anything like that. And so it just kind of made sense. And so nobody has ever figured it out. Uh, Steve has said that he, his mom has said that she does not want to share it with anybody like straight up doesn't want to share with anybody. And Steve has said, you know, if somebody asked me why I'm not drinking, I'm going to tell them I haven't had a drink since 2015. And um, I asked his mom, they went on a vacation with um, her sister and um, the, it was like six of them in a house in California. And I said, Oh, did you tell that family member about uh, Steve? And she said, no. And I was like, why? Like, and she said that, um, that person has a big mouth and she feels it would get around town. Mm. Oh, I was like, okay. How how does that make Steve feel? Like, does he take it as like, she's, you know, ashamed of him or is he like, whatever, she's just private. Does he say anything about it? No, I mean, I've asked him um, and he doesn't seem, he's like, I just don't understand why she cares so much. Like if people think he's a bad person because he's an addict, then that 
then that's not who we want to interact with anyway. And I doubt that this family member would, um, I don't think this family member would look bad on um, Steve, but um, you know, it's just so interesting to me because, and uh, my sister-in-law hasn't told any of her friends, like none of her friends now. So it's just so interesting. There was one thing you, you told me once about how you were, talking to his mom his mom about uh kind of updates with like um me and liz and how she reacted to that was interesting do you want to tell that story oh yeah Yeah, so (laughs) we were talking and i said i had said you were pregnant and i had said that liz that you like kids was this was before um Jake kind of went back out and I said that you guys were thinking about kids and you know xyz and she was just questioning like why you guys would put your children in that situation (laughs) and I was like um well you know I don't even remember what I said because it kind of just blew my mind thinking like so funny you know I put my kids in that same situation wait those are your grandkids like how you like it just didn't seem like yes Steve has done well but it doesn't typically go like that and so you know we did not have a crystal ball to know that Steve would kind of stay on the the path of to recovery mm-hmm. this whole time right so um so that was very interesting mm-hmm. yeah okay, what is what um so now that he has been in recovery for quite a while um does his family like well his mom and sister do they ever really talk about his recovery or is it something where they're just like oh all that stuff was in the past and they kind of just go about life as normal and that's like a topic that's not discussed yeah, it's not a topic that is discussed. We would bring it up in the beginning when things were new, but now that he has been on a path to recovery for a while, I mean, he will always call his mom like after meetings and he calls his mom every day after work. Um, so they talk all the time. And so they talk about it, but it's not, uh, you know, there's there's no drama going on around it. So mm-hmm. it's not really anything you know sometimes I'll bring up stories you know we're at family gatherings or something and uh like they like to go to the casino (laughs) and so it's like oh you know Steve you know you want to come to the casino I said if you take an addict to a casino like you give him your money to spend like he's not having any access to our money because he'll just go nuts like I could I almost could never take him to Vegas like I think that he would just go nuts (sighs) I've seen that's really funny because I've seen Charlie do like have some of those tendencies we've been to Vegas and we went to a casino like we've been oh we were on a cruise and there's a casino so like twice two different times during our relationship where I can see it happening where it's just like like I have to keep going thing it's just something clicks in their brain Mm. and they can't help it yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I was asking about his family because I was thinking like when Jake was doing really well like for like a long period of time I felt like his family never really would like ask like how things are going or check in and it was more of sort of just like pretending that there wasn't 
that he wasn't in recovery or whatever. Like, I don't know if that makes sense, but it's sort of like, I don't know, kind of like a way of burying their heads in the sand. I would, I feel like not Mm -hmm. that I would expect them like every day to be like, how's Jake doing or whatever, but just to to occasionally like maybe ask like how things are going or check in on recovery. I feel like that wasn't something that happened often. Well, and I think in your most recent in uh, Jake's most recent relapse, that was a, a sticking point for you. You were upset that they weren't more involved or seemed uh, they hadn't been dealing with it. So it was more fresh to them and they were kind of doing things that weren't what we would typically say is kind of the, the right path. Like they were more enabling maybe. I don't yeah. Know. It's almost like they would, they just go, well, it's like different from, I feel like this recent run um, was different than past situations. So like they have always been aware of any time that mm, I take it back most times that he's relapsed, like the big relapses. Um, but they've generally been very hands off on that. Um, there was one time when he relapsed right before we were moving into our house, like that was a time that they knew about. And then maybe like a couple weeks later, we saw his family and his dad had asked like so how are things going like are you hanging in there and I was like it's getting better it was just really like hard bad timing and I was starting to like open up a little bit on just like how shitty the situation was and I could immediately see him get very uncomfortable and he was just like yeah okay so um anyway how's your like completely changed the subject and it was like oh okay I get it like they they don't really want to know what's going on, I guess. And so, which was in a way, I don't know. I have mixed feelings on it because I'm like, yes, Jake and I are in our own relationship. So we don't necessarily need everybody else to like be involved in it. But also at the same time, it kind of gives off this feeling of like, oh, Liz is there. She can just take care of it and we don't have to do anything. And so, I don't know which way I prefer. Yeah. I think that's kind of normal though. Like if you think about, I mean, if you're not exposed to it every day or like really in the thick of it and you don't have really any idea what's going on, it's really easy to just kind of like, if you are only seeing each other for a certain amount of time to just be a part of that event and like do spend time with that person without like, digging into something so serious I guess like um Charlie's family is the same like they they know that he's in recovery and stuff but and they've been in um his one of his uncles came to one of our one of the family meetings when he was kind of out at one point and um but they don't bring it up I mean whenever we hang out with them it's just kind of catching up and Mm -hmm. it's never really just never comes up I think it's just easier to kind of spend the time together than it is to like dig up some of that stuff when you don't really know kind of what to ask or you know I I think they kind of assume that they like I would tell them if something was really bad or something so like no news is good news kind of yeah that makes sense yeah so 
I think there might be a part of it is, uh, you know, if, you know, there's typically a lot of bad feelings and hurt feelings and bad things, like people don't want to bring up bad things, um, which, uh, you know, like if somebody dies, like, you don't want to say like, how are you feeling about your dead grandma? Mm-hmm. Like, that's just, <laughs> I don't think people want you to bring up bad situations but i i would say like i would i wished more people would have asked me like how am i doing and like really drilled down mm-hmm. to it yeah but you're kind of a weirdo like that like you do that to other people too <laughs> i do yeah. i do yeah not everyone is as receptive to that so i think that that's probably why not a lot of people do that because they're like i don't know i wouldn't want that so <laughs> yeah but do you think you don't want it or it like scares you? I don't know. Or it's uncomfortable. Like that, that, yeah, that's my question. Like, I know you, you said that to me um, before. So it's like, um, I don't know. But like as humans, shouldn't we connect more? And, and, and like, I love you as a friend. Like, I want to care about you and like, how are you doing? But no, really, how are you doing? Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I just think that it's not as easy for some people as it is for you. Yeah, I would (laughs) say that I'm similar to you, uh, Elise, on that. Like, I think that's where his his dad was coming from of like, oh, like I'm doing this nice thing by I'll just mention to acknowledge that I know it's been a hard time. But he was probably hoping that I just was like, oh, yeah, you know, things are okay now. And I took the opportunity of like, oh, like, they're finally asking how I'm doing. Like, I can start sharing. And then as soon as I tried to go deep and real, it was like, oh, no, 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 no. We don't really want to know how you're doing. We just want to, like, surface yeah. level, how are you doing? So. Yeah. I'm a surface level most of the time until it's, like, one of my good friends, like, that I'm then I will. But also, it has to be like, I have to be in the right mind space. Like, I have to kind of come to people with it. Like, I have to be ready to talk about it. Not, like, just kind of put on the spot. I mean, with someone like that, like, if Charlie's family asked me, you know, how is he doing? I probably would just be like, he's doing fine. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Because at that point, like, I don't ever talk to him about it. It's not like, it was just easier to get through, like, that interaction by just being like yeah it's okay and then saving my actual I think I think another thing that's interesting like um, so sometimes personally like if I share with someone um, I don't necessarily want you to fix it like I'm just telling you but I think some people receive it as she's telling me this information how can I fix it how can I make it feel better um oh like that one girlfriend I have um who was kind of talking bad about her sister dating a heroin addict I I believe and um you know she's saying all this stuff about this heroin addict and I said you know Steve's a heroin addict right she's like heroin 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 and I was like yes and she was like oh my god if you need me to come watch the kids if you like she was just like overcompensating like of all these things that how she can help me and I'm like okay girl I was like we've been through this for four years now like it's okay I'm fine <laughs> like it was just very and she's such a sweet person <laughs> uh, but it was just a really funny um interactions like you don't have to fix this like I'm doing I'm doing okay I'm just sharing a story Mm -hmm. with you (laughs) yeah yeah I feel like um sometimes 
like I feel more comfortable being open actually with like Jake's family about the situation than with my own family. Like when we were talking about that, like surface level and deep, I feel like sometimes when my family will try to ask me things, that's when I feel myself get a little like, oh, whoa, um, hold on. Like, I just want to tell you a little bit. And I don't know. I think it's probably because I know like Jake's family loves him unconditionally, whatever. Um, and I maybe feel more protective of him towards my own family, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I a hundred percent get that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, for, for shit's sake, I didn't tell my family forever that, um, that Steve was, a an addict because <sighs> I just knew they wouldn't, wouldn't do what I was hoping. I did and it, it blew up really bad. <laughs> it yeah, was, it's all about your family. Well, it's just my mom, really, is the only one. <laughs> She's crazy. But, um, yeah, I mean, I was, I, I'm pretty close to my mom. But um, we, we talk every day and multiple times a day. Um, and so when all of this stuff was starting to happen, the very beginning of our relationship, um, I mean, I told her because I told her everything and she helped me like get through stuff. And so it just kind of backfired because she was like, I mean, obviously it was a bad situation. And she was just like, I mean, you don't need to be dealing with this. You're 24 years old. We weren't even married yet at the time. She's like, you're 24 or 25, whatever I was. And she was like, you don't have to do this. Like, this isn't the le- like, this isn't a life I want for you and like kind of used it as a way to basically tell me to get out and like leave him, which is probably smart. Um, but I just wasn't like, that's not where I was. And so it ended up causing like, instead of being like helpful and supportive to me, like to get through the situation became this thing between my mom and I, where she was trying to talk to me about leaving him. And I was like in the moment trying to like help him get help. Mm-hmm. and it just wasn't the right it wasn't the right thing at the right time so it caused a lot of friction in our relationship so yeah it got really bad for a while like she just she was trying to set me up on dates and at this <laughs> point like I'm married <laughs> and it's just like this whole thing <laughs> this wasn't helpful at the, that's not what I needed although she may have been right <laughs> it's not what I needed at the time and uh it just caused a way more stress for me and then I felt like well now I don't have any who am I going to talk to about this because this was before I had kind of found the family meeting and stuff so it was like really hard so it ended up like I mean I, I basically just kind of filter what I tell her I mean she knows like some big highlights but I don't tell her every the day-to-day stuff or anything like that. I mean, she probably knows 25% of the things that have happened over the last eight years. So yeah, I mean, it just became, and and then I did that not necessarily to protect him, but just for my own like mental boundaries and my, like she was making me very anxious and like putting all these different ideas into my head that was just like adding on to the stuff that was already there. And it's like, I cannot do this. So how do you like handle that? You say, you guys, well, I don't know if you still are like really close or you feel like you're really close. So how do Mm -hmm. you balance that like feeling of like, oh, I'm really close to her, but I'm leaving like all these like chunks of my 
life out. I feel like that's where I struggle with my family. Cause like, I'm also close with them. Mm-hmm. I like talk to my sister every day, my mom every day, probably like, we all live near each other. So we see each other. Um, so then it's like hard to act yeah. like things are fine if they're not fine. And, or then I feel like I'm lying about it in a weird way. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, I don't live, I mean, we don't live super close. So, I mean, if like, and things aren't happening all the time, like most of the time my life is very normal and boring and whatever. Um, but like during the last relapse, I mean, I just probably won't call her for those couple of days. Um, so I probably, and she probably doesn't even notice, honestly, but it's <laughs> like, I'll probably not reach out to her for a couple of days while I'm kind of going through that until, because I can't, I, I don't want to lie, but, um, I also can't engage her in that because it's going to make it worse for me. So I just kind of view it as kind of like a way to like protect myself. Yeah. Um, I have in the past, like told her things like, well, I'm worried that he may like, he, he lived in a halfway house for six months and, and she had no idea. So, but I would talk about it in a weird way. Like, I would just say, like, the things I was feeling, like, if I was feeling, because I was living alone at the time, like, if I was feeling alone, I'd just be like, he's working in at meetings all the time. Like, he's never home. Like, he was never home. But I didn't say he's not, like, he's not living here. Mm. Um, so I would tell her, like, I would be able to tell her how I felt without telling her exactly why. Gotcha. So I'm not good just... at stopping myself at those things. <laughs> like I feel like I well, always owe a bigger explanation. So that's kind of something that I'm working on a little bit. But well, if you dealt with my mom's crazy, then you would it would be really easy. <laughs> well, and like something I've thought about in the past is like you know in most quote unquote normal relationships, it's not like you're telling your parents or siblings or whoever it is about like every little fight you have. Um, and so I feel similar to that with like, you know, even like a relapse, if it's something where, okay, they relapse and get back on track. Like I didn't feel at the time that I needed to like alert everyone of, Hey, guess what happened? Um, but then Mm -hmm. I found myself in a weird situation. So when Jake first went to Fairbanks, like my family knew everything. Cause I was just like, a mess. I remember I went home that day. I was supposed to have like dinner with my family. And so I still went and I got there and they were just like, you don't look like you look like something is wrong. And I tried to hold it together and we're like sitting at the dinner table and I just like broke down sobbing and like everyone was staring at me like, what the fuck is happening? And I was just like, Jake is using again. And it just all came out. Um, so they knew from the beginning what was going on and they were very like supportive of like, what do you need? Like, how can we help you? Um, I think they were also scared, um, about everything understandably. Um, but anyway, so then a couple years later, Jake relapsed like with alcohol. It was, you know, he quickly got back on track. I didn't share that with them. Then two years later, he relapsed. And I didn't share that. Um, And then I happened to be like talking to my sister one day and it was like August, four years later from when Jake had first gone to treatment. 
And she was like, hey, isn't this like around the time that Jake went to treatment? Like, this has to be like three or four years now. Like, that's really great that he's like stayed clean this whole time. And I was just like, um, yeah, well, uh, and I then had to tell her, well, he doesn't actually have four years now. He's at like a year she was like, wait, what happened? And it was this whole thing where she just felt then really hurt that I didn't share something with her. And I tried to explain like, you know, it's not that I'm trying to keep it from you. It just didn't seem like it was something that need to be brought up. And, um, and then her whole point was like, well, if you're going through things, I want to be able to be there to support you. And, you know, anyone in our family would but if you don't tell us then how can we support you and I was like well I have you know my support group and I think that kind of made her feel a little like I don't know like oh so you can tell other people but you can't even tell your sister um so that was just a weird thing to navigate but yeah I don't know I remember when I told my family I don't even remember how I told my family uh, but I remember uh, very soon after I told them they wanted to have a family dinner. And so they all got together with me and like, they were asking me questions and I said, I'd answer questions and Steve was not there. And um, I just remember like thinking how comical it all was because they were like trying to show all this concern. And it's like, well, I've been doing this like seven months on my own. Like I'm fine. Things are fine. Like I have this like support group. Um, so it was just a very, interesting conversation because I felt like I was totally blocked off to them like it was just like I mean I was very open about what was going on I didn't share details again it was just like yes he took money yes all the times he wrecked the car yes the time he was in the hospital or the couple times he was in the hospital yes we had ER visits like all of that um you know I was like yeah that all you know makes sense now and um you know I just remember thinking that it was kind of funny because they I was like, you can't help me. Like, I, I feel like I've got my support now. And then, like, I think, like, two or three weeks later, I told them I was pregnant. <laughs> but you can't help me with that. So. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was very interesting. So what's it like with them now, like, four years later? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. They, they don't ask about it really that much um I like kind of I told both my dad and stepmom like hey I'd love for you to come to the family group just so you can see what it's about I told them that at the very beginning um and I think Steve had gotten four years or something at that point oh it was actually three years at that point and I was like hey dad are you ever gonna come to a meeting so I think he felt some type of way and so he came and unfortunately it wasn't a very good meeting for him to come to but whatever um, so my sister came one time, um, and it really opened her eyes to what I had gone through and how awful it was. And, um, she said she had felt selfish for not asking and caring more and blah, 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 blah. Um, so that was, that was interesting. I was appreciative of, um, that, that stuff from her. Yeah. 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 So what about Alex? Has your mom said anything about like having a baby with Charlie um, or express concern or nerves. No, not really. Cause she probably doesn't, she doesn't know about 
recent relapses? Mm-hmm. No. Um, no, not really. No, she trusts, I mean, she has two young kids as well, and we've babysat them and had them, and he's been, they've been in his care in the past, and she trusts him with her kids, so I think that kind of helps. But, no, I mean, if anything, I've brought up, like, just my concerns about it, and we've talked through them, but she hasn't, like, said I don't think you should do this or she's excited. So, I mean, it helps that like, you know, I'm also independent of him too. So if anything were to happen that I thought was like really bad, I mean, I think she trusts that I would, you know, make that judgment call and be able to take care of myself. So, yeah. So no, she's basically just really excited about the baby. She hasn't said anything about Charlie specifically. So but it's something that I am like, I talk to my counselor about it and stuff because it's, I mean, it's a big deal to me. Yeah. But, yeah. So we'll see how it goes. No. And now you have a different relationship with your dad and your stepmom as like, as it comes to recovery, right? Yeah. I mean, I have a different relationship with them in general. So, I mean, I, I'm not as close with my dad. I mean, I'm not not close with him, but we just kind of, we don't communicate as much. So, um, but my stepmom is like super supportive and like I called her during the last relapse, like the day it happened, I was, I called her and she came over and kind of helped me, but um, yeah, she's just very different. She's like, when I tell her that this is happening, she's just very supportive, like she's compassionate and like supports me in that moment. Um, and doesn't like try to help me solve the problem she's just kind of there which is kind of what I need and though so I use her for that yeah so that's nice but I, I still don't tell her like the ins and outs of everything I mean I, t- I tell her more definitely but I don't tell anyone everything so that's just how I am but <laughs> I mean I tell you guys everything but not about like all even if we have to pull it out of you sometimes yeah exactly um (laughs) but yeah so i mean she i I definitely tell her more of like the bad stuff that's happening for sure and and my dad and my stepmom knew that he was at a halfway house um my siblings knew but we just didn't tell my mom um so yeah so that's nice i'm gonna have support um i just don't talk to them about all the stuff I kind of use it more use them more as like an escape like if I go to my parents it's more like I don't really want to talk about it like this is what's happening in my life and I'd rather just spend time with my family and feel good so that's kind of how I use those relationships anyways Hmm. so I think um you brought up siblings we we typically don't talk about Mm. our siblings um Mm -hmm. and I don't know if anybody's really um asked or talked to their siblings about how they feel about you being in a relationship with your partner I know so um when you know stuff was going on with my brother and he moved in here for a little bit um and that was before I had the baby uh he said some uh, somehow we got in a conversation um we have a kind of a uh, interesting relationship and he was saying how mad he was at Steve and I was like why are you mad at Steve and he was like well you know he fucked you over blah 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 and so I'm the oldest and um, he's the middle child and so that was very cute of him to say that and it was 
um, nice that he thought it was like he was trying to protect me or care about my feelings. That was nice. Um, we've never talked about it since. Unfortunately, I had to ask him to leave the house because of different mm-hmm. reasons um, related to drugs. And so it was just like, okay, you got to get out. And then my sister, I'm just, we're going to move on from that. It, she's just, that's just an there. interesting thing. So what about you, Alex? Um, well, I'm the oldest of five. So, I mean, my siblings know a little bit, but again, I don't tell them, I don't like tell them everything. Um, first of all, they're both very, well, two of them are like under the age of 13, but um, the other two, they're just kind of immature and not really, I wouldn't get anything out of telling them. <laughs> so um, I don't, I mean, they know, but I don't tell them everything. Um but I mean, I think in general, my family is just like, we're just supportive of each other. So we want the best for each other. And like, if I had a problem or, um, you know, they've always been there to help. Like if I called and said that Charlie was out and I couldn't find him, like they would all help me um, yeah. and, and know about it. But they, but I don't, again, don't tell them like all the, the nitty gritty just because there's not much I would gain from that. And it just would it's like exhausting to me to share to share so much and then like have to like work through other people's opinions about it I just don't have the energy for that ever so I just kind of don't but if it were like if it would help them like for example if like one of my siblings was maybe struggling with someone that had an addiction problem or you know something I would definitely share use my experience to help but I don't just like tell them stuff to tell them stuff if that makes sense yeah I think so for me I am the oldest of three I have a younger sister we're like two and a half years apart so we're very close and then my brother is five years younger than me um like we're close in the sense like where we all like hang out regularly um like my brother and I don't my brother doesn't really share a lot of like personal information with us and doesn't really like ask a lot of like personal information about like me and my sister and things. Um, But I feel like he has his own ways of showing support. Like this summer when Jake was, um, I can't even remember what the situation was at this point, but there was like one day where I was just feeling like so sad and down and like lonely. And my sister was out of town. My parents were out of town. And so then I had to like called him to see like, maybe he would just like go get dinner or something. I wanted some distraction. And as soon as like I started talking, like my voice kind of cracked. And so I could tell he was like something up, but he was at work. And so the next thing I know though, like I get a text from my mom later and she was like, are you doing okay? And then like my sister called and come to find out like my brother like picked up on the fact like, oh, something's wrong with Liz. I think she needs someone to like talk to and so he just then was like well I can't really do anything about it but you know maybe my sister (laughs) or mom can Mm -hmm. um and then like the day after like Jake and I broke up my brother like didn't really like specifically acknowledge it but he just happened to text me that day and was like hey do you want to meet for dinner tonight which he like never asks me to like go to dinner um and so I was like okay sure and he like paid for dinner and like he didn't ever like say anything about me and Jake but it was like 
he like word travels around my immediate family. So I knew that he knew. Um, so like that was really sweet. My sister is like more involved and in, like, because I tell her as things are happening, I wouldn't say that I go into like the nitty gritty of like every detail related to really like a relapse or something. It will be more of like Jake relapse. So she'll know that that happened. Um, and she'll check on me and things. So like the night of the OD, like I called her and she came and like stayed the night with me and things like that. And so she has expressed like more recently, I would say before this, like my family's never really said anything like, Oh, you shouldn't be with him except for that very first initial when he went into treatment, there was some like, wait, do you want to keep dating this guy? Like, is this an issue? But after like, I was like, oh, we're good together. They sort of just accepted it um, until this like last round. Now I feel like my sister has brought up a few times more of just like, just want you to be like safe and happy. And, you know, she's like, I hate seeing you like get hurt and things. So that's something but um something I did tell her she asked me one time she was like is it okay if I tell some of my friends what's going on and I was like yes I don't mind I was like I totally understand that you need your own support during this time I'm sure it's got to be probably hard for siblings to be like worrying about us like I don't know depending on what they know but like I know my sister worries about me and so I'm like that's not fair for me to tell her like you can't tell anybody what's going on I was like I I would expect that the people you're telling you know you're not like going around just telling anybody like these are people that care about her know me so that was something where I was like yeah if you need support like tell people because you need support like don't go post it on Facebook but Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So as we kind of wind down, what uh, like what information or advice can we give to family members who might be listening? Like, how can they support um, like a spouse that might be going through this? Hmm. Well, I think um, some of the things that we've said, you know, learning more kind of about like the dent like the addiction itself and kind of the ways to deal with that, like what, what like recovery looks like and um, just having some knowledge about that, I think is helpful. Part of the problem for me is I don't really want to explain addiction to everyone or like feel like I'm defending my husband's behaviors, like by saying, well, that's the addiction, you know, like, so it's helpful to have like that foundational understanding of the disease. Um, I think with that, then you can kind of like get to a starting point of where, okay, we're not like demonizing the person. I mean, obviously this is a sucky situation, but we don't have to start there. I mean, they're not doing this to me because they're be- they want to hurt me. I mean, that's not, mm-hmm. that's not the, like, we don't need to start with that. <laughs> So I think that's that's helpful. Like if you can just kind of educate yourself a little bit about the disease and then um, just be supportive and like, you know, not, don't try to like we've said, like don't try to solve the problem. Just kind of hear hear someone out and then like, like you said, go to dinner or take your mind off of it. And like sometimes you just need to not think about it. Like I don't really 
need someone to come in and tell me exactly what they're like what to do there are professionals for that there there are people that were probably paying for that mm-hmm. so <laughs> um so sometimes you're just going to need to take your mind off it you need an afternoon away or to just kind of reconnect with other people and and um yeah to like just hang out and have a good time um without really being worried so i don't know those are the two things for me i think yeah i think those are both good things um i guess maybe something would be to know you know to not take things so personally like if there are certain things that your loved one is not sharing with you at the time like it doesn't necessarily mean that they don't trust you or they don't care about you or that you don't have as close of a relationship as you think it just you know might be harder to share things or like I think Alex you mentioned it earlier sometimes you just get exhausted like talking about it and so there could be a whole bunch of reasons for not sharing things Mm -hmm. yeah I think another thing like maybe don't ask for all the details like because they may not want to hear them like and you know I may not want to share them and it's not going to help anything I don't think. Yeah. Although I do think it is nice. And so maybe part of it is kind of knowing who you're dealing with. Like Alex, I would assume your family might already know that, you know, you don't necessarily like to share a lot about your feelings or things, but I think that like my family might know that like I would be hurt (laughs) if like they're not checking on me. Um, Though I think you Mm -hmm. can still like check on a person without, you know, requiring them to tell you all the details. Um, So maybe that's part of it is like check on them and let them lead where the conversation goes. And if, you know, if they want to open up, cool. And if they don't like, don't push it. Mm -hmm. Well, I think having, you know, like the parents or the siblings get their own help. Right. So like, don't come to me with your feelings about Mm -hmm. this to an extent but like if you're like like um liz if your sister is super worried like don't be putting that on you you already have enough on your plate like you seek professional family members seek professional help or um, yeah you know tell their point. own friends yeah, yeah i think the last thing okay. is just well, that like i like just understanding that this isn't my whole life like these moments don't like my life isn't like if I tell you a bad thing that's happened that's going on like one of the frustrating things with my mom at the beginning was she would assume that that thing was happening at all times every day and it's like that's not like that's not how this works so just know that like our relationships and our lives are way more than Mm -hmm. that um so it's not always just about that. Like that's that was one of the things that was really difficult to like get through with my family was yeah, this is bad, but it's this happens once a year or something, mm-hmm. whatever it was at the time. And it it really does suck, but my life is good. Like I'm fine and happy, yeah. you know, like most of the time. So um I think that's important to understand too, that these like we're all people and we have a lot of other things happening. And hopefully if our spouses are in recovery, this isn't consuming every day, all day of every day. Um, so that that's another yeah. piece. That's me. a good point too. Cause I think it's common 
in general, like with your friends or family that like, if you're talking to people, you might be venting about the bad things, but sometimes we're less likely to like just call up and be like, Hey, listen to this awesome thing Jake did today. Um, like we might share more of the like bad cause you want to get that off of your chest rather than, you know, all of the good things. And I think that happens outside of addiction and recovery too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think we shared a lot of really great things about families going through this. Um, so thank you everyone for listening. Little update from Boy Problems Podcast is this is we're probably going to switch to every other week. We have somebody who's taking maternity leave. This is probably Alex's last podcast for a little bit. Not that it's the last podcast, (laughs) but I no longer have to be pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so yes. So Alex, we wish you all the best with this new baby. Thanks. And uh, yeah, if you have any well wishes for Alex, send them to our social She'd love to read them with her baby at home when nobody else can <laughs> yeah. come see her or help her. It's a great time to be <laughs> pregnant, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. All right, everyone. Well, uh, let us know if we can help you in any way. And- Thanks for tuning in to Boy Problems Podcast. If you enjoyed today's discussion, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this episode. Find us on social media, and if you have questions or ideas for topics, email us at hello at boyproblemspod.com.